And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of today's program, as we have a great program prepared for you today, as we're going to be talking about the Word of the Lord. So stay tuned for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word in Ezekiel. We thank you for all those tuned in, Lord. We pray for your blessing upon each and every one. We ask for wisdom and guidance in these difficult days and this very corrupt time period, Lord. Keep us pure of heart and focused on you. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones with the message, the word of the Lord. So for those of you that are part of our program today, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family, those of you following us on social media so they can participate as well. And we also want to invite you to get your Bibles ready as we start today's program. But before we do so, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always good to be on with the talking about the Bible with you and sharing with others. And uh, I hear that you have a new toy, something called the Oculus. Maybe you could tell us a little about it. Nathan, for my birthday, I got the Oculus Rift, the Oculus 2. And, uh, you know, Facebook a number of years ago bought out uh, this company and they started developing this VR headset, which is wireless, a standalone wireless. And you can so much with it not just play games but it's such an amazing educational tool as well so you know in life from time to time we got to have a little bit of fun nathan so my wife bought it for my birthday and it's been an amazing tool are you going to uh, use it to grow uh, go into the metaverse uh, I'm, uh actually um not not yet i'll have to learn a little more about that <laughs> uh, we'll call you a metanaut uh, like an astronaut <laughs> goes into the metaverse <laughs> Absolutely. Oh well, Nathan. You know, you and I, you and I always like to have fun, and we encourage people to have fun as we serve the Lord. And you and I were kidding earlier, as I said to you, Nathan. May the fourth be with you, because some say today is Star Wars Day, right? <laughs> yeah, man. There's so many days now assigned everything, but I've been seeing all these pictures of Star Wars, and may the fourth be with you. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Today is Star Wars Day. So for you Star Wars fans out there, uh, happy fourth. That's right. But listen, we're more excited than just Star Wars. What we're excited about is also the National Day of Prayer this Thursday, right, Nathan? Now, that's something to be excited about. That is. Uh, and it's so important because we live in, I, I just, brother, I gotta, I've got to admit, I am kind of down this week. Things are so corrupt out there. I mean, just watching everything going on with the uh, Supreme Court, how some person illegally leaked one of their drafts of how they potentially might be overturning Roe versus Wade, which is an answer to prayer. But seeing the the level of contempt for it and angst from the president all the way down and people screaming and yelling, demanding to have their babies murdered, it's it's dark times. So, uh, yeah, I've been a little down about that. So hopefully, uh, you know, we could see a, a bright light in the Bible and give us hope and encouragement because, brother, we live in dark, corrupt times. Mm. And Nathan, and I agree with you, and maybe we can pause for a moment, Nathan, and, and, and just have a quick word of prayer together uh, in, in, in agreement with the National Day of Prayer, uh, because there's so much uh, to pray for uh, in our country. And as we come together and pray, we know that God moves in a mighty way. So would you be able to lead us in a prayer, Nathan, as we recognize the National Day of Prayer? Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to. 
Well, Lord, I thank you so much that we live in a country that recognizes the National Day of Prayer. Lord, that uh, millions will uh, be praying, and Vic especially, Lord, will be tuning in for uh, Governor DeSantis' special prayer time. So we thank you for those opportunities for him to share in that uh, capacity. And Lord, we have many uh, things going on uh, in the world and in our country. Great evil is spreading, Lord. We know that we're in the end times. And I pray, Lord, that uh, as your church will be the restraining influence that you have on this earth, work through us, Lord. Hold evil back. And we do pray, especially for the Supreme Court bill that Roe versus Wade will be overturned, that the blood of 60 million people will cry out, Lord, for you to rescue them. And so we do pray, Lord, that this abomination will end, that will end abortion and the murdering of our babies in our wombs, and that we will, Lord, have a country that at least uh, half of us, Lord, uh, are looking to you and turning to you and that you won't destroy this country because of your remnant here, just as you promised Abraham with Sodom and Gomorrah. I do pray, Lord, though, for national repentance, that we'll see this nation turn to you, Lord, and uh, that people repent and before it's too late, and that many will go in the rapture when it comes soon. We thank you, Lord, for your great mercy and love. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan, and thank you for uh, for the wonderful prayer as, as uh, this Thursday, uh, hopefully hundreds of thousands of people, Christians will be joining together uh, in prayer uh, for our nation because boy, uh, we need it. We, we really need uh, the Lord to move. I was I was getting gas today to fill up my tank, Nathan, and the price of gasoline alone is depressing, right? I, I mean, it's almost like to fill your tank for, at least for me, it was an additional $30 in comparison to less than a year ago. <laughs> so. Yeah, here here in uh, Dallas, we're hovering about four dollars, and I know Biden's been tapping the Federal Reserve, uh, trying to or strategic oil reserve, excuse me, to to lower the prices. When all he has to do is just allow fracking again. We could not only be energy independent again, like we were under the last administration, but we could be supplying Europe so that Russia doesn't have to threaten Europe with gas embargoes. So, uh, you know, we have the answer here, but. Unfortunately, the uh, the Greens are controlling the government right now, especially trying to push this new de- Green Deal through. And they're not they're not sneaky about it. They're saying it right out in the open. Uh, I know uh, one of Biden's cabinets just this week said that she's happy the gas prices are high because it will force the farmers into green energy. Well, we don't have enough green energy to, to power the country. I've seen uh, computations that show that it'll be 2050. By 2050, we only have 13 percent of our energy in the country at, at green energy. So we're seeing this push to to go for green without actually having the infrastructure to support it. And we live in insane times, brother. We really do. Oh, Nathan, absolutely. And this is why we definitely have to come to, uh, together in prayer that the Lord will raise up uh, uh, people in, to lead our country, Nathan, that really are making the best decisions, because uh, if not, we're going to find ourselves in, in very, very challenging times. And of course, you and I know that a lot of this is lining up with what Bible prophecy says is to be expected in the last days. And um, it, it is an opportunity for um, for America to sort of wake up and recognize the importance of prayer. And Nathan, as you and I have been making our way through Ezekiel, um, there's some heavy messages here that Ezekiel the prophet was to tell uh, God's people. And sometimes we're called to say things that not everybody's going to agree with or be happy with, but yet we need to speak the truth, uh, speak the truth in love. So I thank you for sharing that. And and, uh, Nathan, just very briefly, just in case someone is new to the ministry, will you be able to share with them before we start uh, how they can get a hold of us and also the resources that are available to them? Well, absolutely. Uh, You can contact Vic and me at uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries at 
ChristInProphecy.org. If you're new to this podcast, uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe the signs of the times point to the imminent return of Jesus, and that's our purpose, to go out and proclaim it and let people know about the Lord's coming and and hope that they uh, will move them towards uh, Christ's salvation and for Christians to live holy lives and to be evangelists, to share the gospel in the short time. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Well, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. That was fantastic. And Nathan, as we were looking at Ezekiel, he was given uh, um, a message to bring forth that he was not necessarily happy with. But nevertheless, he was obedient to the call. Uh, You and I sometimes are called to bring a message forth via the uh, Internet, the airwaves. And some people might agree or disagree, but if it's the word of the Lord, we need to be obedient with that, whether we like it or not. And as we continue in Ezekiel chapter three, we're going to notice uh, this message that he is called to bring uh, to God's people. As we pick it up there in Ezekiel chapter three, Nathan, would you be able to take us there verses four through nine, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Absolutely. Uh, Bear in mind, Ezekiel was a prophet uh, about 600 BC, so 2,600 years ago. And the Lord used him during what the Jews were exiled out of Israel and into the land of Babylon, which is modern day Iraq. And uh, so God's messages to the exiles came through the prophets, especially Ezekiel here. So picking up Ezekiel three with verse four, then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech and of hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of unfamiliar speech and of hard language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely, had I sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you, because they will not listen to me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces, and your forehead strong against their foreheads, like adamant stone, harder than flint. I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are a rebellious house." Whoa, Nathan, I don't know about you, but when I, that ending there really grabbed my attention, a, a rebellious house, it, it reminds me uh, somewhat of, even of, of not just Israel, but even our government, even our, our world today, our society. It, it seems like people don't want to hear certain things, and it's just a rebellious heart. At verse 7, like you read there, also another thing that, that he says there, uh, that Israel will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. And a lot of times we notice people trying to turn a deaf ear to what God is trying to say to them. Yes, and and let's uh, make sure we understand right off the bat that this isn't God condemning Israel forever. This is a condition that the Lord had, and we gave it through Moses and Deuteronomy, that said if Israel continually and continually and continually rejected his law, his moral law, and turned to idols and turned away from him, that they would suffer increasing persecution and attacks and famines and plagues and things. And if they really hardened their hearts so much, they rejected God, then he would give them over to exile. And that's the time period that we're here with Ezekiel, where the uh, Babylonians had taken the Israelites, uh, especially the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, out of the land and exiled them to Babylon, and that'd be for 70 years. And so that's the situation we're in. So we are looking at Israel at their worst, their most fallen position. But the Lord knows that he has to chastise often to get people to bow a knee and repent and return to him. And that's what he's trying to do. He says, hey, I'm going to send you out with my word to a people who are just so hard hearted against me. 
that I've had to send them to exile and a remnant will come out and will come to me and come back. But for the most part, the people you were going to talk to, they, their, their hearts are so hard. It says here their foreheads are so hard. They're not going to listen to the word you're going to say. They're going to be rebellious and they might even threaten you and threaten your life and, and potentially harm you. But don't worry, I, I'm protecting you. And brother, when you say that that matches today's time period, I think we are living in a similar time period. We see America, which uh, was founded on Christian values and Judeo-Christian uh, ethics, now being totally fisted, hard-fisted against God, turning against him. Uh, the church preaches and prays, but all we do is get mockery and, and we're increasing persecution, not as bad, obviously, as overseas where they see death, but we're seeing that. Uh, we just saw Elon Musk by Twitter and all of a sudden, a number of conservative commentators posted their <laughs> their statistics, and it showed that where they might get a thousand views a day, well, boom! Now all of a sudden, getting fifty thousand a day. So clearly, we're trying to be silenced, and eventually, it'll be open physical persecution as well. But that's what happens when you take the truth to people who reject the truth. And Nathan, exactly. And we also notice that there there's consequences when we don't pay attention to what God is trying to tell us. You know, I, I'm just reminded of that reference in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, uh, where, where, where the Lord had predicted what would happen to uh, the Jewish people because of their rebellious. Oftentimes God will send messengers to them and he will give them uh, uh, individuals to come in and sort of warn them and they don't want to listen. Today in America, God is sending prophets uh, to with messages to the country to say, hey, wake up, listen, pay attention. And you're right, Nathan, it seems like people are just uh, rebelling. And, and in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, it sort of reminds me what Jesus was saying. He says, oh, Jerusalem or Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as hens gather her chicks under her wings, but, but they were not willing. And, and we find, Nathan, that God wants to do an amazing work in our country, in our lives, in people. But but some individuals, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they, they want to stop up the ears and, and not listen to the realities of what's happening. It's And it's fascinating here, too, because what we're seeing in the first century is Jesus facing yet again the Israelites uh, after they came back from the exile in 520 and a remnant uh, returned to the Lord. Uh, we get here a few hundred years later to the first century, and again, the people have hardened their hearts or rejected God. And Jesus even gave a parable. He, he told about how a vineyard owner, being the father, sent his servants to the ones working in the field, to, and uh, they beat them up and cast them out and killed them. And so Jesus told the parable of how the, the owner of the vineyard said, well, I'll send my son and they'll show him respect. And he was actually talking about himself. And uh, no, they killed him, too. And so here we've got this rejection of, of their Messiah right there. And of course, for the second time, just as Isaiah 11 prophesied, the Jewish people went yet again into exile in 70 A.D. when the Romans this time destroyed Israel and forced the Jews into the world. And it's only been in the last century have we seen the diaspora Jews return back to Israel. Matter of fact, uh, May 14th of this month will be Israel's 74th birthday since their nation was founded. So uh, it, wow. it's just amazing to think of a country coming back from the dead like that. So clearly the Lord is working towards bringing yet another remnant of the Jewish people to come to know him, Savior, just like he did back when we read in Ezekiel. 
That is so that that is really awesome, Nathan. I, I'm so excited because it, God God is such a gracious God, and even when we are uh, heart headed and heart hearted, the Lord still continues to woo us with His love so that we can return uh, to Him. So I, I just love that. And again, for those of you that maybe just tuned into our program, you're part of the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista Nathan Jones, who with Lamb Lion Ministry. And our topic is that of the Word of the Lord, the importance of us listening to the Word of the Lord. And Nathan, it's amazing as we go back there to Ezekiel chapter 3. Noticing verses 10 through 11, uh, we find again, uh, as he's bringing forth this message, uh, more resistance. Would you be able to read for us, Nathan, there, verses 10 and 11 of Ezekiel 3? Yeah, let's go back, uh, pick up in verse 10. Moreover, he, God, you know, said to me, Son of man, receive into your heart all my words that I speak to you and hear with your ears, and go get to the captives, to the children of your people, and speak to them, and tell them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear, or whether they refuse. Well, and Nathan, what I notice, you know, sometimes we're we're called to be obedient. We're we're the messengers, right, Nathan? And and the message, if it's the message from the Lord, we have to bring it forth. And if people accept it, well, that's great. And if they don't accept it, well, that's between them and God. But yet, we we're called to be obedient. And and there's uh there's a um a blessing there when we are obedient to what God has called us to do. And sometimes because of fear, some of us resist sharing the good news of Jesus with others. But if we don't, what a wonderful opportunity people could be missing out on. Absolutely. And it's fascinating here what the Lord tells Ezekiel. It's the same thing he tells the church. Our job, as we read in Acts 1-8 about the Great Commission, is go out into the whole of the world and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. It doesn't say convert people. It doesn't say uh, they'll listen to you. It doesn't say that billions will get saved. It says your job is to go out and share the gospel, period. Whether they turn to the Lord, well, that's up to the Holy Spirit. Whether they refuse, well, that's up to them. And so the same uh, methodology that we're reading about here in Ezekiel applies to us today, that we need to go out and share the gospel. I run into so many Christians who say, I don't want to share the gospel because I'm so fearful of rejection. Well, the Lord says you're going to get rejected most of the time. And sometimes they're going to even respond very negatively, but it doesn't matter. Your job is just to share the gospel. And then you can, you know, wipe your hands, uh, shake the dust off your shoes to use a biblical term and, and just go on into the next person. And that's our job. I and mean, do it out of love, of course, and concern for their eternal future. But brother, billions are going to hell. And uh, our job as Christians is to share the gospel in the short time we have, just like we're doing now. And Nathan, and, and the Lord told us in Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 through 18, really uh, how the situation would be. He says, behold, I send you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Beware of men, for they will, de will deliver you up to counsel and, and scourge you in their synagogues. They will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. And of course, we know some of this leads to the end time, but but we're, we're called to go. We know that the, the people that we're going to, they're not always going to receive it, but we have to be wise. Uh, he says, as harmless as uh therefore be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. And we, we go with wisdom, but we go trust in the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same message. Wherever the Lord sends somebody to share his message, the fallen, corrupt world that whether they know it or not are following Satan 
are instantly going to reject it. They're going to get hostile. Why? Jesus identifies and says it's because they hated me. And since they hate Jesus, their creator, crazy enough, they will also hate his servants who bring the message. And that's hard because you know, as people, we don't want to be rejected. We don't want people hating us or angry at us. We don't want conflict. I, I think most uh, Christians are rather passive. We we want peace, brother. I can't tell you how much I can't wait for the millennial kingdom and the peace that I'll bring. But right now, these are the times we're living in, and this is the, the message that we're supposed to share. It gives Christians purpose. You know, when you hear people say, oh, what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning of life? Well, for Christians, the meaning of life is twofold, to share the gospel while we're on this earth, and then to be, spend eternity in fellowship with the Lord in the next one. So <laughs> we have purpose unlike anybody else. Absolutely. I love that. And that's the wonderful thing that I love about this wonderful relationship with the Lord, Nathan, is every every time we get up every morning, uh, that's something that we don't lack. We don't have to wonder what we're called to do. Uh, it's spelled out for us as believers. And, and what a beautiful thing that is, you know. And, you know, Nathan, another thing, as we look at Ezekiel chapter three, you and I were talking about these uh, mighty angels and what they look like. And some people sometimes when they read the Bible, especially in Ezekiel, uh, and they read the description of these um, these creatures, all sorts of things uh, go through their hearts and minds. And you and I have been clarifying for individuals what it is that Ezekiel is seeing. And we find that again there in Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Would you be able to take us, Nathan, through that portion of Scripture? Ezekiel 3, 12 through 15 reads, Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard behind me a great thunderous voice. Blessed is the glory of the Lord from his place. I also heard the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touched one another, and the noise of the wheels beside them, and a great thunderous noise. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. And I came to the captives of Tel Abib, who dwelt by the river Chebar, and I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them for seven days. Ooh. And Nathan, we talked about an important message and also how these individuals reacted when they uh, were faced with these situations. And I think I would have been astonished, too, if I, if, I, if I would have sort of been transported from one location to the next and I saw these amazing creatures. I probably would have been uh, not just for seven days, probably for 14 days. I would have been astonished. <laughs> yeah. And to catch people up from the earlier part, what. Ezekiel is one of the few people that got brought to the throne room of God and, and got to see it. And what he's explaining is the cherubim, not your cute little Valentine's Day babies with the diapers. No, no, these are giant, thunderous, four-winged, four-faced creatures that dwell within the wheels of, of God's throne. His throne is really a chariot that travels amongst the heavens. And so this is what Ezekiel is seeing here. He's, he's seeing these great angels carrying the throne of God throughout the universe. And there's even some verses that hint that maybe the universe moves while God stays transitory, or stationary, excuse me. So, yeah. And so, obviously, then what Ezekiel's seeing is he's seeing the throne room of God, which is amazing in itself. But then he's physically moved to uh, the river Kabar, where the exiles are hanging out on their way to Babylon. And there he's got to be with them and give them God's message. So, it's a wild, wild scene. Ezekiel's description of it only can be matched by John's in the book of Revelation. Nathan, and that's that's why we encourage people to read through the Bible, especially Ezekiel, so that they can see it 
in, in many of these chapters as these uh, events unfold, then they can also see even more clearly what the Bible is talking about here. This is not a spaceship. These are not time machines as people want to make these out to be. These are God's creatures, his creation uh, in the throne room of God. And these are angelic beings of different classes. And that's what we're noticing uh, here with these living creatures. Nathan, uh, you know, th again, it's just fascinating when we read the Bible and the Holy Spirit makes clear to us uh, what it is that, that we're looking at here, like he was doing to the prophet Ezekiel. And, and Nathan, I know uh, our time is short, but another thing, too, that we have a need for in these last days is that we have a need for for individuals uh, to be those watchmen on the wall. Right. Uh, those that bring the message, those that look out for the souls of others. And this is why this program that you and I are doing is so important so that people will recognize that, again, we're not just doing this program here to um, uh, to get ratings, if you will, or to see how many people uh, like us or, or, or on social media. But we're doing this out of obedience because we really believe that if people don't have Jesus Christ in their hearts, they're going to be eternally separated from him. And so the message that Ezekiel was bringing forth was really an important one, but he also had an important responsibility, as we're going to notice here in Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. So Nathan, would you be able to read for us verses 16 through 19, and I'll read verses 20 through 21, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Now it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I've made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die if you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. In verse 20, he says again, when a righteous man turns from righteousness and commits iniquity and lay stumbling block before him, he shall die because you did not give him a warning. He shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered by his blood. I will require on his hands. Verse 21. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that righteous should not sin and he does not sin he shall surely live because he took warning also you will have deliver his soul nathan that's a heavy responsibility would you agree oh absolutely now we're looking at watchmen what does that mean exactly back in the old days cities were basically city states and they would build this giant stone wall around to protect them from barbarians and invaders and they would put watchmen along the walls to Keep an eye out. And if they saw danger, they'd call. And so here the Lord is making a comparison here. He's saying, hey, you're a watchman. In other words, your message, my message is your message. You need to get out there and give it. If you do, you're doing the right thing. And if people reject it, well, that's on them. But if I tell you to give you a message and you don't do it, well, that's on you. And that also applies to the church. Not that we'll lose our salvation, but we'll lose our eternal rewards and the the fate of the person who rejected the message or never even got to hear it to begin with, well, the Lord's going to hold us accountable for that. And that's that's a very sobering warning, don't you think? 
Nathan, absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is why we're, you know, a few things come to mind that uh, we're, we're to be, uh, you know, uh, from time to time, we have to be a little bit confrontational when it comes to truth. We have to be responsible. We have to be obedient. And we do all this for the cause of Christ, because we know that really what's a stake is the soul and the eternal uh, 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 souls of individuals. And here it was very clear in Ezekiel that we have a responsibility, especially those of us that have a relationship with Jesus. We're not to just turn a blind eye when we see sin, when we see wickedness, but we're to call out uh, what's going on and then give opportunity for people either to repent uh, or if they continue on their own ways, uh, they're going to be uh, there's going to be consequences for that. But then also, likewise, we as believers, we have a responsibility to live right and to live holy, especially because we have been blessed with knowing the truth of the Lord. And that's why, Nathan, I believe that there's individuals in both camps listening to this program right now. There's some that we're we're sharing a message of, of warning for them to repent, to turn to God. Some will reject it, and some will receive it. And those that receive it will reap the reward for doing so. And that's why before we close the program, we always like to give an invitation for people that if they don't have a relationship with Jesus, to come to him now while there is still time. So Nate, again, would you be able to maybe share with that person on the other side who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can come to Christ? As you and I right now, we are serving as those watchmen on the wall. Agreed. And that's the message the Lord wants us to share with everybody. It's called the good news. Uh, it's good news because the Son of God, the perfect Son, came as a man and died and for our sins. The punishment for our sins were put upon him. And when he died and beat death by being resurrected, then his salvation was made available to us. It's a free gift, but it has to be accepted. So your sins are forgiven, but you need to turn to Jesus Christ in faith and repentance and ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And you can do that if you, if you believe that. Then from your heart, pray something like, Dear Jesus, please, I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned and rebelled against you. Please forgive me. And Lord, I'd love for you to please be the Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be gone. And you'll inherit eternal life with him. That is the message we share with the world. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful message that is. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And listen, if you've trusted Christ, let us know. We would love to hear from you. 305-992-9537 is the number. You can call or text. And those of you following us on social media, you can post there that you received the Lord. We would love to send you a Bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. And uh, we want to congratulate you. And uh, all heaven celebrates when one sinner turns and repents to the Lord. So Nathan and I are rejoicing right now for those of you that maybe have made that decision. And we want to say congratulations. Find a wonderful Bible teaching church, join it, and continue to grow there in your relationship with the Lord. We believe the Lord is coming back very, very soon, and we're called to be obedient uh, to his message. So, Nathan, I really appreciate you sharing that, Nathan, because like I said, sometimes uh, the message that we bring forth might not be an easy one uh, or, or, or uh, it, it might be a challenging one. But nevertheless, we, we're called to be obedient to what God has asked us uh, to do. Right. Our message is... Are, are, we're supposed to just share that message. Uh, that's our goal. That's our purpose. And it's not to people will reject it or they'll accept it. And that's up to the Holy Spirit and to that person. So uh, get out there and, and just share the gospel with the people you run into, with your family, with your friends, 
uh, based on your own personal giftedness. Everybody's gifted. Vic is excellent at one-on-one evangelism. I am not. I do very well <laughs> in public gatherings and speaking engagements. That's my gift. You find your gift. It's service or helps or hospitality, one-on-one, whatever it is. Uh, use that gift the Lord gives you and get the gospel out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, and again, for those of you, we will encourage you also tomorrow, uh, enjoy or Thursday, the wonderful National Day of Prayer and continue to pray for our wonderful country, the United States of America. Nathan, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but thank you so much uh, for uh, these wonderful words and also for sharing the gospel. Thank you for uh, picking out the topic today, Vic. It's an excellent one. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And again, we want to thank you all for being part of today's program. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, but I hope you guys have a wonderful week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great day.